money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm very ready today. Very ready yes. today. Yeah. Well, that's good. So let's just introduce the show. This is the show where Reb is very ready to talk money (laughs) and Dave will just talk money. So welcome to the show. We have had so much fun doing the last number of shows that uh, honestly, if, if you haven't listened to the show or you missed a show, um, just take a pick of the last four or five because they've been just fun to do and we've been having some great guests on and, and whatnot. So you can find those shows at morethanenough.ca, chri.ca. Those, uh, those uh, websites have the player already attached. So you can just hit play and listen in. If you do want to download the podcast, we really love it when you download the podcast and leave a comment and just say, hey, hello, and uh, comments are awesome, or rate us if you're on iTunes. Love the rating, and uh, and there you go. So there's uh, where you can find Let's Talk Money with Dave and Rem. Now, on with the show. Today's show is sponsored by More Than Enough. Yeah, which is our business. Which is our business. Mm-hmm. It's what we do, yeah. financial coaching, morethanenough.ca. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to go there. And that's all I'm going to say about more You'll than enough. You'll find all about it there. Yep. Yes. Okay. Because we got to get to it. We do. We have a guest in Brent Vandermeer. And I, Brent, I'm going to, right off the top of the show, I'm going to thank you for changing the name of your company. Because if you heard the archive <laughs> show, I think the last time Reb just jumped in and, and did it because I couldn't get it out of my mouth. So rebranded your organization, Crosspoint Financial. Vandermeer Wealth is no longer. That's okay. right. My name is out. Crosspoint is in. Crosspoint is in. I love it. So I love it because I can say it. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> Van, to the show. What the Dutch long last? I, uh, yeah, uh, he stumbled it? over your name. Uh, how can Van Oppen? It's not Vandermeer that I had trouble with. It was just the whole thing. So well, moving right along. You, but you know the point on that, though, is I actually never really wanted my name to be in the comp- in the company description, right? Just kind of came through the past. And the cross point word for us really, it'll relate to the show, I think a little bit, because it refers to that point in which we achieve someone's goals, right? We cross that point of how much is enough. And every every time we manage money for people, we want to know what's the goal, what's the purpose of that money. And cross point is when we reach that point for them. And it introduces a lot of interesting um, things to talk about because you say, well, what do you do now that you have enough, right? And uh, we love that. So that's that's the whole point of cross point. And that will be a conversation starter. I it could you. be. Yeah, could that's be. Uh, that's that's Good. the whole point. People say, what does that name mean, right? So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, great. And and uh, of course, that's one. That's why we have you on the show because at more than enough, and what we do, we don't really talk to the. Um, to the investment side, to the to what is that? What do I do with future investment, with mm-hmm. future, or what do I do when I've had enough? 
we go, well, you call Brent up right. and, uh, you know, or so you do the work getting to that, that <laughs> point and then yep. you say, Hey Brent, or a few other people right yeah. here, go and go and talk now about, and our hope is, is, you know, conversations like this, but we have these conversations all the time in the office because everybody loves to talk about wealth generation and wealth and what I'm going to do with that. Not too many people really enjoy the debt conversation. Mm. So we just say, you know what, we're going to start there. There is a, um, a progression. There is a, a way to, first thing we got to do is deal with the debt mm-hmm. before we can even talk really seriously about wealth and wealth generation and all of that. Well, so. we're going to actually talk about that today, mm-hmm. whether we deal with the mortgage debt or we invest because that's a question we get often. So if you're listening, we're going to use that question to talk about other things too. But we get that question all the time. So we, I mean, Brent is one of my favorite people. It's not just because (laughs) he's Dutch. Um, um, Yeah, you guys are chuckling because I'm not, you know, I just married into the Dutch. But anyway, um, Brent has a great heart for people and for what he does, but for what God wants mostly. And he, as we've had discussions about these two shows, because we're going to do two shows in a row about investing. So if you guys uh, are out there listening and you want some answers or some things answered, Brent's going to help us dig into what investing is all about. But um, we realized that we are grappling with scripture, we're grappling with what Jesus said, we're grappling with what the world says. And while we're in these fields of helping people get out of debt and investing their wealth, um, we still are finding our own way. And what does it actually look like as followers and disciples of Christ? When we are, live in this wealthy nation of Canada, how do we do this? How do we follow Christ and honor Him with all our decisions, whether it's financial or family or relationships or whatever? Um, so that's why we're really excited about the show, because you you will hear us just discovering for ourselves even well what it, what is what God wants from us so but I have a verse and um I actually I can't believe it I do have a verse but it it kind of relates to money mm-hmm. anybody you'll be happy it's James 4 actually and it's 13 to 17 now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money Actually, when I read this, I didn't, I knew these verses, but I did not know it included the make money phrase. Hmm. So, you know, you got your plans. We're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to, you know, we're going to make our plans and do all these things. Why do you not, why do not even, uh, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? So we say tomorrow we're going to do this or that. And here we get the question. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What's your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a lot in those verses, mm-hmm. but I, as Dave was, we were praying before the show, there's something you prayed that made me think of these verses that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and mm-hmm. we do make a plan. And there's the other verse in Proverbs about how 
God says to us, um, in, a, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Mm-hmm. You know, we make our plans, but ultimately we're in the hands of the Lord, and so is our tomorrow. So there's some great, even in the discussion we're going to have mm-hmm. about mortgages and investing, there's a great uh, consolation to me that I can say, this is all in your hand. No matter what I choose mm-hmm. and paying down debt or investing, my life is in your hand. And, and Lord, if it's your will, will you make this happen? And my mom growing up always said that to me. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, like, what? That's a cheesy thing to mm-hmm. say. Well, if the Lord wills, you know, it's this religious thing, mm-hmm. but it's scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Lord wills, yeah, we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a plan for it, and and we'll see what happens. We don't have a hold on tomorrow, but he does. So I find that oddly consoling in this conversation. So if you anyone's listening and you're getting overwhelmed by details of investing, um, just step back and realize this is all in the Lord's hands anyways, and he'll give you the wisdom to even wade through what we're talking about today. So. There you go. There you go. Now you guys can take it away because you guys are just. Well, I mean, and to frame (laughs) all of this, um, you know, and and Brant, I don't know if the question comes across your desk as much as it comes across our desk. But, you know, the, the question really is, is, you know, either I have just paid off. My debt, my um, consumer debt, consumer debt. Yeah, I am, and and I'm roll in our world. You know, we've rolling along. We've got, in a sense, some. We're living on less than we make. That that's, in a sense, a lot of times our goal is to teach people you got to live on less than you make and what do you do with the extra and and again that's a legitimate question even from a cash flow question to say all right so what do we do um the consumer debt's paid off we have our fully funded emergency cushion which is a cash account that's got three to six months worth of expenses sitting in it that i don't need to live on Mm -hmm. i've got good stable cash flow i'm content in where i'm living and my my and then I go, okay, so I've got this big debt on my mortgage, which, or should I turn the page and say, now I need to start doing some investing? Mm-hmm. So does that come across your desk at all? Oh, it does. For sure it does. I mean, we have lots of different client ranges and it's like we were saying earlier, sometimes there's lots of zeros behind those questions and sometimes there's not a lot of zeros. But the, the core of the question is, I have this excess and you said an interesting word there, I'm content, which I would suggest a lot of people don't come across my desk with that sense of contentment. Mm. Wow. Um, and that's a really interesting thing when it comes to money, because I think it speaks to what you were referring to, Reb, about uh, your heart, right? It's a, such a subtle shift between, you know, is it wise? Is God asking me to make these plans and be wise with what I've been given and to invest or pay down debt or, or to give? Or what am I supposed to do with this excess, mm-hmm. right? And that mm-hmm. question of what's going on inside, it, I guess that question is answered more so by what's going on inside your heart, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one that none of us can answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that struggle when we said earlier, even us deemed to be the experts are still working through this because it's it's in your heart, right? That mm-hmm. there is no real answer whether you are supposed to take that talent and and multiply it or you're like the rich young um, ruler and you're supposed to give away all that you've been given and follow 
follow Jesus. Uh, which one is it? There is no real answer, right? It's just each time, I think each day we're supposed to struggle through it and speak with our Heavenly Father and say, what am I supposed to do with this? And mm -hmm. I think we sit there with our businesses as well, right? And say, mm -hmm. I've been entrusted with all of these people. God, what am I supposed to do now? How do I mm -hmm. serve them? Or in our case, you know, I sit back sometimes and think, wow, how did I get here? Lord, we're managing hundreds of millions of dollars now. What does that mean? What do you want me to do with that? Mm -hmm. And and how do I serve your kingdom by how we direct that money? So digression, and, Dave, sorry. Yeah, I, but that um, those thoughts that you have are the thoughts that I think as followers of Christ, when we're honest, we have. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're having this discussion because people come and say, well, what do we do? Yeah. You know, we read all kinds of things in scripture yeah plan for the future yeah. you know don't be dumb with your money you know don't be mm -hmm. lazy well so like that point you had about i think we all i mean the the worldview question of understanding it all belongs to god right so it all mm -hmm. becomes stewardship after we know this not ours it's not mm -hmm. uh, so i may be sitting on some excess mm -hmm. but do i truly get that i think that's a day-to-day -day struggle that's yes. like picking up your cross daily saying do yes. i truly think it's god's or am i each day okay i've got to reframe this and understand it again and then um you know, keeping your heart pure on that is is probably the number one challenge. Okay, but then I think sometimes while I love uh, the comfort knowing that God um, forgives and gives grace to those, and that I, and and I can truly say He knows, like you said in James four, He has the plans for me. Sometimes I've found people will just stop there and then not dig into the details or truly understand what do I have to learn about this. And and I've come across. A fair number of people who just throw in, throw up their hands and say, "I can't figure this out. It's too complex." And so, like the investing all, part, you right? Mean, like, yeah, and, and I don't do their stewardship on really understanding what are they supposed to do about debt and mortgages and how do the financial systems work. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying everybody should be an expert, but. Um, if you've been given much, what does it mean when much is expected of mm -hmm. you too, right? And oh. I think my my responsibility in helping people is saying, I dig into the details and how do, how do the major um, economies of the world work and how the different platforms of investing and buying investments and how do we how do we really understand that and do a, a, a superb job of understanding the complexity of that in order to guide people in it rather than just backing up and saying, no, I'm not going to deal with it because it all belongs to God and he'll take care of it. Right. Uh, we could trust in mm -hmm. a miracle. I'm trying to be careful what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're <laughs> you know, not letting God work. But I also think he says, well, don't just bury that talent in the ground. Go and make it work. I've given you skills and abilities. Go and do that. Right. So it's your worldview of understanding it all belongs to God, all areas of our lives. And he expects us to, that, to do a good job. I, and that's an interesting thought about stewarding the information that we do have available and i guess that's why we're doing this right. these shows mm -hmm. because i am a person who's never cared about no. that part because it is overwhelming to me mm -hmm. to be quite honest so um not so much for dave at all because that's what you love to do but um but anyway besides that we got half the show left and we've just been going on but i want to talk about mm -hmm. like what do you do like if someone comes to us and says as they did the last few weeks do I pay off my mortgage, Brett, or do I give you some money to invest? So, I mean, current culture around finances, um, I think, you know, we were, we were talking about this, and, and the answer is yes. I mean, I think Brent and I can look at each other and go, yes, the answer is yes for both, right? And again, we're sitting across the table, and if we were to describe that, Brent, the investment side, me, the mortgage side, you know, we could be having thumb wars over who's going to win, right? <laughs> uh, and recognizing that, wait a minute, the answer is actually yes. It, mm -hmm. It's both. It's an and both. 
um, certainly there are unique you know situations even look at the interest rates currently where they create an environment where mathematically mm-hmm. it's a little there's a little more work to be done in terms of when I do the math the if I can put the money the same amount of money in an investment with Brent and make six ten percent on a return on relatively safe investment then mm-hmm. how does that compare to the investment and I say in quotes of my home and paying down my debt from a math perspective that's not that complicated uh, again there's some but is that why people are asking the question coming from a completely like know nothing perspective are people asking the question because they want to make the most on their their the interest is I have a feeling that's where they're starting from, which is really important, right? Like it's, as, as Dave's saying, you've got, say, a 4% rate on your mortgage. And the question is, do I pay that down and guarantee myself a 4% return by paying that down? Or do I take that money, extra money, and invest it? And the hurdle rate is 4%. So as long as you can earn a higher return than 4, right. you're winning. So you've, you've made the difference. You're still going to pay the 4% interest cost on that dollar you would have paid it down with as long as you earn 6 or 7 on it, you're making the difference, right? And um, what's interesting, Dave, is our thumb war wouldn't be that exciting, right? Because um, <laughs> what I love about your heart is is that you've, like, as you encourage people to pay off debt, theoretically, you're reducing your next renewal, which mm-hmm. means you're not making as much money. And yet that's what you do. And I love mm-hmm. that, right? The integrity of saying, if it's right for you, Mr. and Mrs. Client, to pay off your debt, I want you to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and interestingly, I think without you know patting myself on the back, I do the same thing. Even mm-hmm. though I quote win on a business side by having people invest, um, more often than not, I'm saying to them, don't invest yet or not as much as you may have wanted to. Let's split that sort of more in favor of, so if you had 10 extra dollars, on average, I probably would be saying, take six of those 10 and use that to pay down debt, take four and invest. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the math, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can exceed on average and over time periods, higher returns in the markets. I mean, that's actually an economic given, right? Mm-hmm. That the interest rates, are, if I won't go on too much of a tangent here, but interest rates are set based on inflation expectations. It's inflation yeah. that drives interest rates, not the other way around. So economic growth is what drives inflation and monetary events and things like that. We won't go too much in detail, but essentially growth expectations is what governs interest rates. So mm-hmm. if uh, over longer periods of time, you're going to earn more return than your interest cost is. It's just the way the economic system works. So technically you could always win by leveraging up and buying growth assets and exceeding that cost of the money. But resiliency is the cost to me. And we talked about mm-hmm. this earlier. I think that that fixed payment of the debt is what gets people in trouble. Mm-hmm. They, yes, they can afford it, but they're not resilient in terms of what happens when that rogue wave comes across their bow and knocks the ship off course. They have that required cash flow and that doesn't go away and you mm-hmm. need that. So to build a resilient household, financially, I think means getting rid of as much of those fixed costs as possible. And debt payments are one of those. However, a lot of people get too focused on that then and say, um, I'm just going to pay down debt and I'm not going to invest. And they lose that whole advantage they have on their side, which is time, right? Mm -hmm. And time in the Mm -hmm. markets and good businesses that are growing and increasing their earnings. And um, those are businesses that we want to own and we can, you know, compound someone's wealth uh, over many 
uh, longer periods of time. And if you if you wait to pay down debt, that may take 10, 15, 20 years, and then you want to invest, you don't have the time to, mm-hmm. to, to ride it out and to compound wealth or practically to to go through the business cycles. If you're mm-hmm. all of a sudden you paid off your mortgage at right at the time when the economy is going into a downward slow into a slowdown period, which is normal, it's a cyclical thing. It's going to always happen in sort of a wave effect. Your timing is just off, and you're not going to generate the returns now that you need to. So mathematically, you need to start early. Mm-hmm. And I like to talk to, about it with people who maybe don't have a pension plan because that's the typical ones who feel that pressure mm-hmm. more, right? If you right. have a pension, someone's doing that for you, and mm-hmm. They're forcing you to take that money off your paycheck and it's going away into the pension plan and they promise to pay you an income later on. If you don't have the benefit of that, which nowadays most of us don't, Ottawa being slightly different mm-hmm. because there's a lot of government workers here in Ottawa, but uh, uh, you have to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we talk to a lot of people about just developing those habits of of, of saving, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so even if you're not doing if you're tilted towards debt reduction, which we would tend to say do, but you need to be saving something because it shows, I think, also what's in your heart. It shows that you're going to be disciplined and and start with a regimented approach to putting something aside. Mm-hmm. And that starts growing and building for you and does that practical stuff of riding out the waves and the cycles. But it also works on your own discipline and helps you be really good about how you manage money. And you're not going to consume with that money. And that's the temptation today that all too many people people with that extra capital say, well, now maybe I can afford a bigger house or I can go lease that more fancy car or go on that trip I always wanted mm-hmm. to or buy those clothes and all good things in and of themselves, most likely. But uh, um, it's, it's, it's that discipline of it squeezes out that savings, which it, you it's need to the be cost, doing. right? And mm-hmm. it's the cost that doesn't hurt, right? In, in a sense of saying, well, if, if I am, you know, increasing my living um, you know, whether it's the, hey, I'm going to get another car or whatever. And we think, well, I need a car to get to work. Mm-hmm. And it's only $100 more, it's whether I get a Honda Accord or whether I get a BMW. And I'd really like the BMW, <laughs> you know, all of yeah. perfect. And, and the, you know, again, we always ask the question. So, you know, what does it mean is, can I afford it? That's not That's necessarily the, the right question. Is, mm-hmm. is what am I sacrificing to actually get that. Mm-hmm. And if savings are one of the thing that we're sacrificing, and from a statistical standpoint, we know that the Canadian family has sacrificed Absolutely. savings. Yeah. I mean, we're at the kind of the bottom of the barrel in terms of statistically, historically, mm-hmm. the family saving money, and we're going, and our consumption is way up, and our debt is way up, and those two are connected because we're buying things that we can't pay for yet, and we've already essentially spent the savings that we should have been putting away, mm-hmm. we've spent that and more because now we have debt. We're not just on an even kill. We've actually accumulated some of the debt. And so to reel that back and say, all right, let's, let's get that savings component back in. And I think the older generation, the generation above us, the generation who are in there, you know, they were a savings generation. Again, when we look at that statistically and go, you know, they've put money in the bank and they saved over all those years and they focused on not paying interest because it wasn't that long ago that they were paying 18, 20% interest and going, well, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. That investment paying down my house at 18%, 
that's what I'm doing. That was the savings component. And they still saved on top of that yeah. um, to, to do it. So recognizing that not only is there a shift in terms of the cultural and what we've done and the advent of, of credit and the easy availability of money, but the hard issue of saying, wait a minute, um, I think my um, perception of you know, what money is supposed to do while it's in savings it's not exciting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know. It doesn't get me excited to go. Woohoo! I got a you know X return on you know that because it's it's a paper thing that happens. Yeah. Whereas if I can go, some wow, people. I can, I've seen some people get really excited about that investment paper that shows sure. there. You know, in a bit. I know it's not, not quite as, as exciting as, as going out and buying that new car no, or the difference or between like, the Beamer or, and the Honda. Or sparkles, purple sparkly things, you know, that people like. I don't know. And the flip side of that, bringing it all back to the heart again, is that some people who get excited about the rate of return are starting to put too much faith in the money and the security that that larger investment portfolio brings to them, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the secondary thing. We talk about accumulation and and saying, well, now are you doing that because you're putting your faith in in your portfolio? And not in God, right? And so both of them have these. Well, and and it's like what you said at the beginning. Every day we need Mm -hmm. to, you know, take our cross and figure out: Do I really believe that it all belongs to Him? And and you can advise, or Dave can advise uh, um, about about what people should do in their right. situation, you can give the best wisdom that you know how. And the word says that, you know, there is wisdom in a, in a multitude of counselors. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing to get advice, mm-hmm. which would we, we tell the listeners. And the word says get out of debt. <laughs> You know, right. And the you word know, says as, build wealth. It is right. God that gives us the ability to build wealth. So now we're so, all confused. No, I, okay, right. But I think this is the confusion because we see both. Sure. Well, invest in the, you know, make sure there's enough for the future. Don't be lazy. And then you hear Jesus say, well, sell it all. Mm-hmm. And how do you reconcile these things? But you were talking in a practical sense about the financial re- resiliency, and which is what I want to bring mm-hmm. it back to as we get to the end of the show. So, so you said that to build a resilient household, you get a, rid of your fixed costs as soon as you can. But you're also with mm-hmm. right. So yeah. you had to use a ten dollar figure, and I know it's like not the gospel according to Brent, but you know y- you put some to your debt and some to investing because you want to take advantage of the time period you do have to mm-hmm. invest to to right. to build wealth over the cycles. The only thing That's, I would add to that though is yeah. that I think what I would really push people to do who are listening and might have this question is to go talk to an advisor who you know and trust that rule will really accurately run the numbers. Okay. What I'm saying about the savings part is you need to have a plan that says what do I need to save to achieve that financial independence number, that retirement word we often mm-hmm. use in the past and I tend to not to now because I think the idea of retirement is a sort of Uh, old-fashioned word now, but run the numbers and say, what do I need to put aside in order to generate an income for myself when I can no longer work. So mm-hmm. how do I become, you know, not become a burden on my on society or on my loved ones? So how do I generate enough savings? My pension plan, which you know, a pension was is doing for you if you don't have the responsibility yourself. So run those numbers and figure out what do I need, whatever the income level is, right? If I'm gonna live off of twenty thousand dollars, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, doesn't matter what it is, just figure out what is the capital that you need to have accumulated and how much do you need to save to get there. And then look at the debt side, look at the other side mm-hmm. of the equation and say, Okay, how much is it gonna take 
in extra payments to pay down that debt in the period of time that I want and look at both numbers. Say, mm -hmm. can I fit the debt payment plus the savings yeah, amount right. into my cash flow? And nine times out of 10, people can't because it doesn't all fit. Mm -hmm. So you have to then look, go back and forth in an iterative process and say, okay, am I going to adjust either goal? Maybe I have to keep the debt a little longer. Maybe I have to adjust my expectations of retirement or whatever mm -hmm. that, that number is and figure out what fits. And you need an advisor who can help kind of dovetail those together to find out the true answer for you. And mm -hmm. it's different for everyone. everybody. Wow. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna cycle right back around to James chapter four. Mm. And really that one little phrase that says, if it is the Lord's will, that means that every spending decision becomes a spiritual one. It becomes, Lord, we gotta ask you, who do I talk to? How much do I spend? What are the numbers telling me? And then what are you telling me that might override all of that? We are done. Thank you, Brent. Thank, thank you very much. And you'll much. be back next week. Yay. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'll just say a quick prayer. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you that wisdom is found in you, that we don't have to look any further than you for the wisdom. We thank you that you wrote it down in your word, and then you've given us brains to, to figure it out, and you've given us people around us that will help us. And so, Lord, we just thank you for all these things, and we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Again, if you need to hear the shows, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, your favorite podcasting platform, and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.